0: two more after tonight. It's hard to believe. Um, It's going to be really laid back. We're just going to do question and answer. If y'all don't have questions, I have some stuff to talk about. (laughs) So it's just up to you. There's a million things we could talk about. Um, I was just thinking if you have specific questions about things we've gone over, maybe some things we haven't had time to cover. Carol's going to walk around with the microphone. So we can get it on tape. So, um, let's see, I was going to say something. I want to be sure and remind you next week, we're going to have a healing service. Okay? I, I feel a lot of expectation for that, y'all. Um, it's funny, the enemy always seems to attack me and things that are coming, and he's been after my back today really bad. And I just... You know I don't pay any attention to him but I really have expectation that God's gonna bring some healing next week I'm gonna tell you about my story my story y'all will be surprised probably <laughs> it's pretty out there well I was really really sick and God healed me of several things that don't go away like they just don't go away and uh, I still haven't had the nerve to tell my doctor I work for <laughs> Because she's an endocrinologist, and uh, if she knew everything, she would just, I don't know. One of these days, we're going to get a chance to do that. But if you have friends that are sick, I'm going to say it had fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, arthritis, Addison's disease, multiple other things. I was a very, very sick person, and I just kept going and... I'm going to share next week. God gave me a vision and he showed me him healing me. And that's what I hung on to. And it was for me. I don't know why it happened this way, but it was several years and he healed like small things first. And I was always so thankful for each little thing, but I would think, well, thank you for healing migraines, but my goodness, (laughs) I can barely get out of bed, but I don't know, it was just a process, and I'll talk about it next week. He was not only healing my body, he was healing my heart. And so I think that's one reason it was a long process for me. But I just believe that there's going to be power here to heal. And so if y'all have friends, if you know anybody who's sick, just invite them to come. (laughs) Okay. So does anyone have any burning questions, or do you want me to start with something? Okay, hang on, let Carol bring you the mic. And if you'll say your name. This is Sally. Okay.
1: I just have a question about what the world calls deja vu. Hmm, Do you have an
0: opinion on that? I do, yeah. Um, I've heard several different dream interpreters talk about deja vu, and it seems like a lot of them agree they feel like a lot of times it's something you've dreamed about that God's already put in your spirit. And then when you feel that, it's your mind remembering that you dreamed it. And they said that when you have that feeling, a lot of times it's a good time to pray and ask God, is there something He wants to do? Because, um, and I, I think the more I've thought about it, I kind of agree with that because as I've experienced it, I've gotten to where I just asked the Lord, okay, so if you put this in me before, is there something you want me to do in this situation? So um, I don't know, I've heard several people with kind of that same opinion, and it makes sense to me. And in the times that's happened to me since then, it, it makes sense for me to pray, and it just feels right. So I don't know if that's the right answer, but... It's kind of made an impact on me the way I handle that. Also, especially if it's something that maybe isn't the most positive thing, you know God's already been there. He's already put something inside of you for that. So that's a great question. So Patty, you think you could be prophetic? You, think you could be seeing a picture and then, then live it later? Okay, so Pastor Daryl said, do I think it? could be prophetic that we we see it and then live it later. Yes, I do. Um, I really do think that that could be what it is. You know, God deposits things in us all the time and we don't... some people get upset if they dream and they don't remember their dreams. Is this echoing? It feels kind of like it's echoing. Okay. Um, But what John Paul Jackson used to say is sometimes God wants to make a deposit in you and when you know exactly what it is there's a lot of warfare involved. Like visions are much more accurate and easy to understand and there's more warfare involved. And in one of his tapes he said, you know, the older I get the more I like dreams (laughs) because there's not as much warfare involved. And I think that's true. Sometimes people get upset. Well, I know that dream was important, but I can't remember what it was. Well, it may be that God was just putting something there and He didn't want you to have to go through the warfare. But then it's already there. It doesn't matter if you understand it or not. So I really do think it's prophetic. You know, people just call it deja vu. But if you start paying attention to those things, it really does kind of make sense. Great question. OK, Rick, I think you had one.
2: I'll just look cool with it. <laughs> um, so actually, I, I have kind of a, a comment and a question. Um, so are we in the last days? Yes. Um, so in these last days, uh, it's really important that we that we uh, learn about these gifts, right, mm-hmm. especially prophecy
0: absolutely
2: um, so my question would be my question is for those who are practicing learning and, and, and desiring that gift, um, do we do we have like an <laughs> I don't know how to word it, but do we have a a burden? Do we have a job assignment? Are we supposed to um, share it with others? Um, I mean, I know we are, but is there like an extra, is there a little bit of a a extra need for it right now? And and is it something that we need to uh, be aware of? Possibly, you know, look for look for the occasions to um, exercise the gift. Um, of course, not just walk up to a stranger and say, hey, this is going to happen to you or, you know. <laughs> but is there like an extra, uh, is there a mandate on us?
0: Okay, here's what I feel. I feel like... God's going to increase whatever you have when you go after it. That's exactly what's happened in my life. It's what's happened in Carol's life. I mean, I started with this much, not thinking I had anything. But every time he put something in front of me to do, I just did it. Did it scared, usually. And uh, it just increased. Plus, I asked for it. Once I started figuring it out, it's like, I want this because I see the impact it makes on people's lives. I know the impact it made on my own life. I mean, it probably saved my life, that prophetic word I got back in 2001. So, um, I do think we have some responsibility. Um, I know, I, I, I think it was Dr. Sharon Stone, I heard her at a conference, and she was talking about, we always think, well, God said to go talk to that person, but if I don't, he'll send someone else. And her question was, not necessarily. And she gave an example. I can't really remember the whole story, but she was the last person in the door at this, uh, it was a retail store, and she was in a hurry, and she didn't really want to take the time, but she did. And it was, this girl was going to commit suicide, and... She said, you know, I had always thought he'll send someone else. I was the last person in the store she was on her way, <laughs> you know. So I do think we have some responsibility. I don't think we can get burdened down with that. And I think we can trust the Lord that, I mean, the thing about the Lord is he puts opportunities in front of you. I think when we get into trouble is when we start thinking, oh, I got, I, i got to find five people today, you know. I mean, it's not like that. But if we just have our radar up and we pay attention, it just kind of happens. Like, in the beginning, I was so terrified, but I so wanted to do it, and I wanted to bless people, but I was terrified. And I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, Carol and I were at a conference in Houston, (laughs) and... You know, you get all charged up in the conference. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm looking for an assignment. (laughs) And so we'd given away all our money. And so there was a $5 special at the restaurant. So that's where we went. And there's, I haven't told you all the story, have I? Okay. So here I boldly, you know, in the conference, okay, I'm ready for an assignment. And we get in there, and there's this guy in the back room in the dark counting his tips. they already closed the room down. And here I am, old woman of little faith. (laughs) And God's like, okay, I want you to go back and talk to him. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I want you to go back there and I want you to ask him, has he been praying for money? And I thought, I don't want to. (laughs) And we were in the front, so I had to walk all the way past everybody into that dark room where obviously there was no reason for me to go in there. So I thought, I I was sweating. (laughs) I thought, okay, I just prayed. Give me an assignment, God. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And I got up and I walked back there and he looked at me like I was nuts, of course. And he said, um, I said, um... So, you know, how do you bring that up? Um, I've been learning to listen to the Lord, and I really felt like I was supposed to come back here and ask you if you've been praying for money. And real gruffly, he said, well, I could sure use some. And I was like, well, okay, so he just wants you to know he's heard your prayers. And I walked back to the table, and I'm thinking, okay, I did it, I did it. And I get back to the table and sat down and the Lord said, Okay, so go give him some. Well, we, we still we had like what two days left at the conference. We would given away all of we've learned if we travel with cash, it's like we're gonna go hungry probably because we give it all away. I mean we love to. But I didn't I mean we hardly had any money left. And so I thought, okay. And I looked in my purse, and I think I had $30. And so I pulled out 20 I think I had $35. And the Lord said, no, nope, that's not enough. And so I pulled out $30. And he was like, okay. So now all the servers have seen me go back there once. And now I'm, you know, this middle-aged woman going back there again. So it was really tough for the second time. But I decided, okay, I asked for this. Why did I ask for this? <laughs> but he, I told him I would do it, so I did it. And I walked back there, and he's just looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? <laughs> but I just decided to do it scared. And so I said, you know what? When I went back and sat down, I really feel like the Lord told me to give this to you, and I handed it to him, and he was counting his tips. And he almost started to cry, and he said, My son turns one tomorrow, and I didn't have money to buy my present. And it just, it just talked about increase your faith. But there's really more to that story. Um. Carol and I, that morning, we had, like said, independent of each other, we both felt led to give a large sum of money to the song leader. And it turned out they really needed it. And so we went back to the afternoon session, and during worship I saw a vision of a mom down on her knees praying that God would send someone to her prodigal son. And that was him. And I realized was just the answer to her prayer. I mean, that's amazing. And then there's still more to that story. I had my own prodigal. Chad Connor is my son. He was off in Las Vegas doing everything he wasn't supposed to be doing. And I was praying so much for him. And it wasn't two weeks and things just started dominoing into effect and I realized that that money was like a seed offering and I never, I didn't do it for that reason but it was just amazing to me to see the way God used that little thing and yes I was uncomfortable, yes it was hard but it was amazing what happened so I just think if we keep our eyes open, I wake up every morning and, and say, Lord, it doesn't matter how I feel. If there's someone that crosses my path today that you want me to talk to, please show me and give me the courage to do it. I don't stress about it. I don't have a quota. <laughs> you know, because then we start making stuff up. I mean, you know, like, oh, I've got to find someone. They look hungry. I mean, you know. <laughs> so I think if, if we just are open, and the Lord knows our hearts, He'll put people in your path. Yes. And so I don't think we have to stress about it. Now, I mean, I feel like I got to take a step up with this class. I'm getting to share on a bigger level than I ever have. I'm really appreciative of that. But it came after a lot of little steps. So, so yes, I think we have some responsibility. No, don't stress about it, but just be open. You know, I tell myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? (laughs) The worst thing is maybe they think you're stupid. Does that really matter? I mean, not really. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it used to matter a lot to me. I was covered up with fear of man. But it's funny, the more times you're able to do that, that stuff starts falling off of you. Did I tell you all the story about the little girl in the airplane? (sighs) I'll tell them myself. So it was after a conference again, and I was like, oh, yes, I'm ready for this. And I'm like, Lord, give me an assignment on the plane. (sighs) What you don't think about is when you're in a restaurant or somewhere, you can walk away. When you're on a plane, you're just trapped, you're stuck. (laughs) So I sit down, and there's this whole soccer team. They're probably eight or nine years old. And uh, this little girl got separated from the team and was sitting next to me. So the Lord showed me a vision for her. And I can't tell you how frightened I was. <laughs> and I fought with the, I fought with myself for about 30 minutes seriously. And I thought, she's this little girl. And for some reason, that made me more nervous. I don't know. Because I knew she would think I was crazy. And uh, finally, the Lord, he just said this to me. Because, I mean, I was actively pursuing this, I've been pressing hard. I want to move on with him. And the Lord just said to me, Patty, how do you think you're going to speak to kings if you can't speak to this little girl? (laughs) Now, he wasn't forcing me, I had a choice. But I thought, oh my goodness. I'm not, I'm not going to let this little girl. And I thought about the story of Peter, you know. It was this little servant girl that made him deny the Lord, you know. So I, uh, you know, it's a little like, um, hey. <laughs> so I told her who I was and I said, you know, I really believe God speaks to us and I think he's showing me something for you. And she's just looking at me and looking at her team. That's you know up there. Like, I don't know who this lady is. So, I told her, and she looked at me. And she goes, "Wait, what? Who are you? What did you say?" And she totally dismissed it. And I was then I'm stuck there, next to this little eight or nine year old girl, and I'm thinking. Oh my God. I couldn't wait to land, <laughs> and I really feel like I missed it, but what the Lord showed me, it was something about her eye, and it was like he showed me deep into her eye, and it was crazy. I've never seen what that looks like, and there was something wrong in there, and I just asked her, you know, have you have you had a problem with your eye, you know, and I got home, and uh, I've never gotten off a plane so fast in my life, <laughs> so happy we were Not going to the same place. And I asked the Lord about it because I'm totally willing to say I missed it. That doesn't bother me a bit, but I didn't feel like I did. And what I really feel like that was for was that in the future when she was diagnosed, she would remember. Because what the Lord, I would have to look to see exactly what it was, but he was telling her that that thing that was wrong with his eye, he was going to heal it. So I believe, and like I said, I'm totally willing to say I'm wrong, but I believe he planted that in that little girl so that when something happens, she would remember. So, Okay, Carol, Rafa.
3: How do we um, learn or practice to discern what to say when the Lord shows us things. So for example, um, in the prophetic room, a couple of times I have seen things for people. And um, in the one situation, um, the Lord showed me a three-leaf clover and a four-leaf clover. And, uh, and I asked, you know, Lord, is it a three or a four? What are you Wanted me to show what what do you want to show me here? And he said start with the three. And so I just went on about the three leaf clover. It turns out that this individual had a three-leaf clover tattooed on one arm That's and a four-leaf awesome. clover tattooed on the other. So on the way <laughs> so
0: awesome. on the way
3: home I said, Lord and, and the Lord was talking about the Trinity. It wanted me to speak to this individual about the Trinity. And and then it went on to say that it was inviting him into that, into that uh, partnership. So on the way home, uh, uh, I said, Lord, you know, it would have been so much more powerful <laughs> if, if you had, you know, told me to tell him about the four-leaf clover too. And, and the Lord said to me, you did. You spoke to him about the four-leaf clover. And it was that invitation to be part of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So... It, it built me up, but at the same time, I felt that that, there was, that, that I could have said that, that other word, that I, uh-huh. both things that I had seen. And recently seeing um, an image, and the Lord said to me that this person was not born in the United States. I saw an alien, and there were other things that were with that, but also I thought this person wasn't born here. Um, and I just didn't say it, and it turned out to be the case. So how do we discern? How how do you uh, practice just sticking with the details and and not censoring, or, or censoring, but appropriately?
0: Okay. Practice is a key word, I think. Yes. Um, when we first started the prophetic rooms, what, 12 years ago? I remember some of those first words. They were really short and really, but as you, just the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, Sometimes I've just learned just to say it. You don't always get to explain what you see. If you just said, I don't know why, but I see a three-leaf clover and a four-leaf clover, he would have been blown away just by that because it made it personal to him. It's like, there's no way you know that about me. And so sometimes I think details don't make sense to us, and we try to, I think we're fighting for Okay, so what does that mean? We're not always going to know what they mean. And sometimes it's just the fact of saying, if you had said that to him, he would have gone, oh my gosh, how does he know that? And so it's just practice in... You know, if we miss something, we've all done that. I know Carol and I have talked about that, thinking, Oh, I wish I'd gone ahead and said that. But it's okay. I mean, whatever it is, God can cover anything you miss. Um, But we just get better as we go. The more we do it, the better we get. But sometimes, just don't always think you have to interpret what you see. In fact, if you don't get an interpretation for it, you shouldn't try to come up with one. Um, Jimmy Evans gave a really good example one time, and it was a word about, I think it was an unsaved guy, and it was a word about a boat and a storm and something, and he just kind of finished the story. (laughs) And he finished the story wrong, which the guy just kind of blew it off, whereas the heart that he saw was exactly dead on so sometimes if we try to interject ourselves into it too much then we they miss it because they think well I thought that was good but no that's not me so I think sometimes we worry too much about that and we just go with what God gives us and stop In that situation, I probably would have. I probably would have said, you know, I, I don't know why, but I, I see a three-leaf clover and a four-leaf clover, and then there probably would have been more to say. But I know Carol had a situation one time, and uh, she was talking about. um, She said, God just wants you to know He's not offended with tattoos. And she's thinking, uh oh. and and like really strong said that and when they turned around, he was covered in tattoos and he felt really bad because he thought God didn't like that and he was already tattooed and what could he do about it? And God was saying how he liked tattoos. He was fine with tattoos. And so it was a fantastic word for this guy. And Hilda was in there. <laughs> And she goes, you've got eyes in the back of your head. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Carol said he had discounted himself from ministry because of the tattoos and the nature of the tattoos. And God was really making it clear to him that those tattoos didn't bother him one bit. That's a big deal to someone. Because people discount themselves for all kinds of reasons. So sometimes you go in there and you think, why do you want me to tell them this country song? I mean, I get stuff sometimes, and I'll think, why? But I've just gotten to the point where if it comes into my mind, it's not something I would come up with on my own. I just feel confident to share it. And the, I think when we get into trouble is when we try to interpret it. If God gives it, give it. If He doesn't, just tell them what you see, and they usually know what you're talking about. Milts, Carol, back in the back. This is fun. Y'all pick my brain. <laughs> I have well, so much inside sometimes. It's like I gotta let some out.
4: <laughs> Logan, I haven't made it to all of your. Meeting, so this is a dream question okay. which you probably already answered do you think that every dream means something every, I mean every dream that you have do you think it has something else behind it
0: well we talked about the 20 different kinds of dreams right. yeah,
4: I was here yeah I was here for that
0: and so some of those dreams can be just because you're stressed out from work or you're taking medication or your body's sick um, there are dreams that don't. A lot of your dreams do mean something. So how
4: do you decide, because I've had some messed up dreams, and <laughs> so I guess what I'm asking is, they're not always from God, or maybe they are always from God, I don't know. There's also the devil, but right. how do I discern from which one?
0: So the one of the most important things to do is, how do you feel in the dream, and how do you feel when you wake up? Um, if the okay. dream is dark and threatening and you feel condemned or any of those things, that's not the Yeah, like with the my Lord. children
4: get murdered in my dream, that's probably not very good. Most uh, of yeah. the
0: time, fear dreams about your kids are because you worry about them. It's very common. People who worry about their kids or have anxiety about their kids. And one of the things we talked about is people in dreams are seldom literal. So... Right. Um, Just because you're dreaming about your children or, you know, a certain person, it doesn't mean that that's them. So you just, you kind of have to get the tone of the dream and really kind of just have to start digging into dreams and asking the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit's going to help you with that.
4: And I... I, I did notice, because I remember you said to write it down, mm-hmm. write down your dream, and I did that once. I don't even remember writing it down, really. Yeah. I woke up, like, in the middle of the night, and I wrote down,
1: yeah.
4: and then I guess I passed back out. I don't remember. I haven't even read it again since, but I just remembered that I wrote down a dream. And so, I, yeah, that answers a lot of m-
0: And the more you do that, the, the more you do that, the more you learn, the more God's going to speak to you. Dreams is like, you know, it's... It, You have your ground level, and God wants us to come up more. He wants to increase our ability to understand Him, increase our language. And so dreams are something you really have to go after. Um, It's worth it. It's not easy. It's exasperating sometimes. But it's amazing what He can tell you in a dream. And in the process, you're deepening your communication with the Lord. And so, it's worth the journey, but it definitely takes time. Right. And you just, I I say lean on the Lord a lot with that too. Um, If it's something that's making you afraid, I would say that's probably the enemy.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's probably right.
0: (laughs) And so, what you can do too before you go to bed, all of you, I always like to pray, ask the Lord to cover me in my sleep, I believe he surrounds us with warring angels. The Bible says he does. So I ask for that. And I pray that the only voice I'll hear will be his voice. And, um, you know, the more you do that, the better your dreams get. It helps get rid of a lot of that other stuff. that answer your question? Okay. <laughs> It really does make a difference because I don't think we, I don't believe, you know, I hear some people command angels. I don't believe we can do that, but I absolutely believe we can ask God to send angels. And especially Psalms 91 talks all about being surrounded by angels. So I pray for them. I pray that they surround my home and my property and my children, you know, I i mean, The more you do that, I used to be so bound up with fear, I couldn't do hardly anything. And, you know, when you really trust the Lord that he's, I mean, how much more safe could you be? (laughs) Carol posted a picture, and it was like this whole angels of heaven standing there, like, ready. (laughs) And she goes, for when people say, for you and what army, we got We got the captain of the hosts on our side. When I was a little girl, I would try to picture myself in the safest place I could think of because I had such bad nightmares. Well, my goodness, you couldn't be any more safe than the king of kings watching over you. So I think the more we learn to trust and believe that, it just changes changes our sleep.
1: I see uh, bright colors when I start to prophesy or uh, not really much in dreams. Dreams are just normal colors. But when I'll start to prophesy, is there a significance in seeing a color? Like I might see the color blue for a good couple, like a minute or two before I'll get the prophetic word. So is there a significance in... Prophesying colors?
0: Colors are, are something we didn't get to get to at all. And colors can be very significant. And so it may be good for you to study colors because they can give you a real clue into, even in your dreams, a lot of times the color of something can be very significant. So it's probably, I've got a handout I'll share with you. But that's something that can be very helpful to understand. The whole thing is the more we understand, the more language we have with God, the more ways he's going to speak to us. So he speaks to me now in ways in the prophetic room that I wouldn't have even recognized in the past. And it's just because I've learned. But it's fun. I, I still remember over at the old church when Paul Keith Davis came. And he started talking about colors, and I'd never heard anyone talk about colors. This was like years ago, 2003, I think. And I was writing as fast as I could because I'd never heard that. Well, I'm pretty familiar with it now, but at the time it was like a revelation to me. I had no idea. So yeah, colors can definitely... And it, it may be that's a way he wants to speak to you specifically. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool: Okay. Carol Rolf. Oh wait, let's let them go.:
5: Hi, this is Francis. I'm Francis. Um, I have a question concerning this gift, this prophetic gift. Is this something that we communicate to people? that we have, or if someone asks um, what realm we operate in, is it um, okay to say it, or should we keep it quiet? Because, And I say that because once, I don't know what I said, but uh, somebody picked up on it, and then they wanted me to to act like a fortune teller, like I was a magic eight ball or something. I'm thinking, okay, that felt strange. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Um, I don't title myself. You know, some people, they put stuff like apostle so-and-so or prophet so-and-so, and, you know, that's up to them. I don't do that. I think it depends on what company you're in. If you're with a group of people that don't understand about prophetic things, I'm a little more delicate with the way I say things like, Say I'm supposed to walk up to a stranger in a restaurant. (laughs) I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord. You know, I mean, we can use language that they understand. And we're going to talk about that some with prophetic evangelism. It makes a big difference. If you go at them like that, they're going to run. I mean, they're just shut you down. But if you go up to them and say, like dreams, it's really easy. You can go up to them and say, you know, I've just been, I've been practicing with dreams and, and well, say you overhear someone talking about a dream or something, you can say, I've, I'm really interested in that, I've kind of been practicing with that, And do you care if I kind of take a stab at it? <laughs> and a lot of times people, I mean, the minute you tell them you know anything about dreams, they want to tell you, you know. Um, there was a girl at work one time and she was pregnant, and I heard, her, I heard her saying something, and they said, oh, you need to ask Patty. She knows about dreams. And I don't even know how that person knew. But, so she had this dream that someone came and put a gun right to her belly and pulled the trigger, and she was terrified, like just shaking, terrified, could not shake it. And I said, did it go off? And she said, no. No, it, it didn't. Like they tried and nothing happened. And I said, Well, guns are usually about power. And it sounds like to me that something is maybe trying to come against you and cause you harm, but it has no power over you. It's a dud. She just immediately, her whole countenance changed. That's all I said. So um, I'm just careful. It depends on the people you're with. And you can say things a lot of times without being super spiritual about it. um. Like like the guy in the back, I'm like, you know, I just kind of feel like God can speak to us and I feel like, rather than saying, God told me to march back here and, you know, I mean, that it gets a totally different response. So I think it just depends on your situation. Um, I'm kind of slow to ever categorize myself. That's just my own personal thing. I think some people, some people it almost becomes a bragging, right? I'm a prophet. Or, I interpret dreams. You know, and it's, to me, anytime you get into pride with any of these gifts, you're in trouble. I mean, pride will shut you down faster than anything. So, did that answer your question?
5: It did, um, okay. and one of the reasons I asked that is because um, before I knew what God was building in me, um, we were preparing to go to my uncle's house in Slayton, Texas, and my mother had asked all of us children, six of us, to pack that night before, and I said, Mama, I think I'm going to pack in the morning. Can I wait? Because for whatever reason, I felt that we weren't going. Hmm. I didn't know how to explain it. I just said, I'd rather wait. And she woke us up early the next morning by 5 or 6 o'clock and said, forget it. Uh, We're not going to go. Your aunt passed. She just oh, died. Oh, wow. And then she sat on the side of the bed that I was in and said, how did you know? I didn't know how to explain that.
0: Yeah. Um, is she a Christian?
5: Yes, in a religious, legalistic kind of way.
0: In that case, I'd say, I don't really know for sure. You know, I ask God to show me things, but I'd probably be a little bit vague in that situation just because she's probably not ready to hear too much. God will show you um, how much. Sometimes if you say a little... They get curious, and they'll ask you more. That's what I usually look for. I'll I'll throw a little out there, and if they're interested, they'll grab it, and they'll probably ask me another question. And that way, they're the one asking, and they don't feel like they have to have their guard up. Because I'm telling you, if you go after people, they're just going (laughs) to, you're not going to get anywhere with them. Okay, I think, Rafa, did you have another one? Okay. And then we'll get you next.
3: Talking about colors, um, you told us one of your dreams last week. And I meant to go back and research gold. In your dream, there was something that was golden. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you the significance of that. And I wrote it down like I could not find it. But um, yes, gold.
0: So gold or amber, either one, are kind of interchangeable. It's usually about holiness, purity, or about God. You know, we're refined as gold. Um, It can also, anything, anything can be positive or negative. That's why you can't just, you know, run it through a, okay, this, 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 and this. So it would depend on the context. It can also be all about, you know, gold people that are rich and throw their money around and licentiousness or idolatry or defilement. Gold can also mean that. But that would be very much in the tone of the dream. If it's a dream and it's about the Lord and you see gold, it's it's usually about purity and holiness.
3: And I was thinking in the context of your dream, and I'm I, sorry, if, if you remember that, which, which dream you shared last week that That's was about dream? God. I can't which remember one? either. I wrote it down, but I couldn't find it where, where I put it down. But I'll, I'll look into it. OK. Yes. I've
0: gone over so many for yes, this class. Yes. I just And it, it just
3: seemed significant last week. And I, and I totally uh, forgot to look it up. So yeah. in, in the context of your dream, like I said.
0: But gold is usually a very good, usually a very good color. Okay, she had one over here, Carol. I'm having
1: trouble distinguishing the difference between a prophetic dream and I call them wish dreams. Um, I think you might call them encouragement dreams. But like before my, before my healing, I had a dream about a pink cat, and I didn't know what that meant. I looked up the pink there was more to it, but and that means health
0: and healing. Health Pink is and, a
1: lot of time for healing. Health and healing, mm-hmm. and so, well, maybe that's it. Maybe I just looked up the wrong interpretation. I mean, I looked in the book, but but when I woke up, I was like, I just did. I dream that because that's what I want, or did I dream that because that's what's going to happen? Of course, I knew later, when I got healed, it was prophetic. But at the time, I just think it could have given me so much more encouragement if I'd have been able to determine uh, which and this has happened to me before when I dreamed about something well does that mean this
0: or uh, and that's where you just start to pray about it and ask the Lord I mean he'll show you yeah and sometimes he shows us stuff and then it happens and you know for sure um we can't always know yeah. Sometimes things are very vivid, and sometimes they're not mm-hmm. um If it's something I'm really needing and asking for i I use that as a sign of encouragement and like, okay, Lord, you showed me this, is this what this means? you know, um, and y'all, Robin had a healing dream and God healed in her dream. that's so awesome I'm so excited about that yes. and do you like cats? I do okay, I, I have so to. see. For me, I mean, I'm, I'm not much of a cat person, so a cat wouldn't be a warm fuzzy for me. <laughs> but see, for you it was because you really like cats. So, you know, God uses things that are personal to us.
6: Okay. Um, I've always wondered when I've read about empaths, uh, people that um, take on other people's feelings when they're around them, I always thought that was a new age thing. And then I was like, wow, I can't have a new age thing in my life. That's not cool. But um, I always wondered about that because I have always been that way ever since I was little, and I was always scared to death of it. And um, there are times when I just feel so overwhelmed, and it's not what I'm going through, it's what someone else is, mm-hmm. and I have Absolutely. to say something. Yeah. But then I feel like, <sighs> What? What am I even saying? <laughs> but I was wondering if that was part of uh, dreams, uh, supernatural, um, God living through us in that way, just allowing us to see someone else's emotions or Absolutely. feeling it. Happens to me and all the time. So I, I, I guess I was just looking for validation that that was of God and so, not of something else. So what else.
0: happens is the devil can't create anything, so he tries to take what's already there and change it for His purposes. So you hear all these things in the new age, and then we get scared of them. Um, I mean, I literally feel people's stuff sometimes. I mean, just feel their pain, feel their emotional pain. Um, Now, I've learned a healthy way to deal with that. The enemy, if he can't stop you, he'll always try to push you too hard. And the worst thing you can do if you're a sensitive person like that Mm -hmm. Is to It's kind of like an intercessor. If you take that on as a burden and don't turn it loose, that's something that will just weigh you down more and more and more. And it can be very negative. Mm-hmm. So it's it has, really important yeah. to learn how to use the gifts God gives us. Um, I'm very, very sensitive. And I worked for eight years in the NICU. That was a struggle. I bet. I bet. <laughs> and I had to learn where to draw the line. Like I could, it's not even so much empathy. It's more like I felt their pain. You know, I I felt what they were going through, made me a good NICU nurse, but it was totally draining. So I had to learn how to make good boundaries, and I still work on that. I'm a mercy. I'm, I'm motivated by mercy, and so. I always have to try to make sure I make boundaries, whereas some people are the opposite, like they have to let people in. I have to make good boundaries so that I don't let myself just get used up. And so, yes, it's very valid, it's a prophetic gift, but you really need to um, not let that be burdensome and to continue to learn about that and bring it before the Lord because you want to learn the right way to use
6: those gifts. I actually never even thought about mentioning it to people until I started this class and I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll ask. And a lot of
0: times, a lot of that stuff, you're not ever going to tell them that you're feeling that. It just gives you a way to pray for them. Mm -hmm. It gives you a way to understand what they're going through, those kinds of things. The Lord will do that with me when I'm praying and don't know how to pray a lot of times. So it's just a matter of we all have spiritual gifts. Most of us have never been in a situation where we really get to search them out and figure out how to use them. So I think it's just really important to be in an atmosphere where you can just develop those gifts safely. And I always pray anytime there's something I mean because i had no one really to talk to so many things the lord would show me stuff and i would think i know that's him i know i feel his spirit i haven't heard that before and so i would just really search it out and um, it's just helpful to be around a group of people that are kind of on your same path because the worst thing I think someone can do in prophetic is to get off by themselves, because we just were not created to be that way and to me it's like putting a big old target on your chest and the enemy can just put all his attention on you and try to take you out and he will but if you're with a group of people and you're accountable and you're in, in, you're in relationship If you start to go a little weird, you have friends that can say, "Mm, I think that's a little much. You know, you might rethink that. And that's good. And I think we all, to me, we all should welcome that. I mean, just like in those dreams where God corrects us, I really am thankful for those kind of things. Because if he doesn't correct me, where am I going to end up? What happens to kids whose parents never discipline them? Who knows what happens to him? So to me, we can't be afraid of... Fear is the thing that will stop you because you'll think, well, I don't want to look bad. And that's pride too. I don't want to look bad, so I don't want to say anything about this. Whereas if you just share and you have people around you, then you don't have to be afraid. And it keeps us all where we're supposed to be. And it's a lot, you know, when there's a herd of us... <laughs> The enemy doesn't have as, have as many shots, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're supposed to look out for each other. I think it's important.
7: Can I say something on that? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, with, with our gifts, we need to develop our own gifts and not go after somebody else's. Right. And the Lord showed me something, because Patty is so sensitive to everything and it drives me crazy most of the time. It's like, I, but there was a point that, you know, I wanted to be, I, you know, she was feeling everything and I wasn't feeling anything. And I remember asking the Lord, why can't I feel like that? I want to do that. Well, just one night he let me taste that. I was at the hospital and he let me see what my sister feels all the time. And it was like, I felt every person's emotion and I was a mess. And I'm like, she was take it ER. back. <laughs> I, because it wasn't my gift. I wasn't made to operate that way. And it, it was his mercy that he showed me. It gives me a whole lot more understanding and respect for where she's coming from. And, you know, I have my own gifts, but it, That was a hard lesson, and I thought I was going to die that night, just one (laughs) night. And Patty was like, this is what I feel all the time.
0: (laughs) Right, and that's so important, y'all. Coveting someone else's gift will just kill the prophetic in your life. You know, God gives, the Holy Spirit gives us as He wills. And so whatever He gives you, that's the thing you want to go after. Um, I do think, like dreams, I just started going after them because I just, I was very curious and I had things I didn't understand in visions I saw. And just the more I pursued it, he just kept growing it. So I do think we can develop other gifts, but you please don't covet someone else's gift. Don't ask for what I have. I, I paid a heavy price for it. <laughs> You don't want anything I have if it's not what God has for you. You know, just the best thing you can do is get in touch with, okay, God, what did you create me to be like? Because you take someone who's not a mercy and make them be a mercy, and it'll drive them crazy. If if I had to operate, that's like I'm not a manager-type person. I, I don't I don't do well in that. Carol's great at it. It's just not who I am. It it doesn't work with all the other things going on with me. So um, just just ask the Lord to show you what your gift is. And then start honing in on that. And a lot of times He'll give you more. But just don't let yourself get jealous of other people. That's the worst thing you can do. Because it'll just stop it. it'll turn it in a really bad direction
8: so um i just wanted to say a couple of things to you and then i have a question about what you were just talking about but um empathy gifts or being able to feel to me because god speaks to to me through feelings too it's not exactly what you described but i i can feel things and he speaks to me and number one he taught me to pray um Intercede, And the Romans 8 prayer, when you don't know what to pray, you know, you just, you make um, utterances with the Lord. But you just pray in the spirit. And he says, as you're praying in the spirit, you're really agreeing with this spirit and you're mm-hmm. praying things according to the perfect will of God. And, it, and if you stay at that, and I've had, I can't tell you how many times he wakes me up in the middle of the night. I don't have anything but a feeling. Sometimes I'll have a, a person's name and then I just pray until that feeling lifts. And then when you do, you know that uh, he's he's used you for warfare, and uh, but you know. And another thing is um, for counsel. I've noticed that uh, when I counsel with people, sometimes I don't get it. You know, like I'm not he- they're, they're speaking words, but it's really not. There's something behind the curtain, and feelings never lie. So when the feelings, you get the feelings. You can counsel to a much deeper level. You can speak to someone past their words. Because sometimes people don't want to tell you what they're really feeling,
6: right.
8: and you can speak to that. So those things, I, I found. I just wanted to say those are the positives about it. I think that's how God uses those giftings in that. But you were talking about corporate, being together and not having the, you know, the enemy just has so many shots. I, what I've noticed is, and I'm asking you if you've, this is my question, do you, do you, have you noticed this? Because we've never talked about this. That when I'm in a group of people that are prophetic or that are operating, I think we're all kind of prophetic, but some people that are operating in it, maybe in a higher level of faith, that it sure seems to put me at a whole nother level. You know, because I think it's that deep calls to deep. Do you believe that? So do you believe then that um, when we're in that setting, that because we're all operating at a higher level that we're less vulnerable vulnerable to attack because it's 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 I don't know I'm just asking what do you think that like what I is do that?
0: I think when we're in a corporate setting we have so much more protection from the enemy we don't have just our own thoughts coming at us and I can't remember who it was told a story about that they got to go and be with someone who was like a big person in the prophetic and they got to minister with them and they were shocked at what was coming out of their mouth. But he called it drafting off the other person's gift. And that really does happen. Um, When you're in an atmosphere of faith, it it raises everybody up to a higher level. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Also on the feeling thing, I know Chris Ballatin, that series we have, He talked about this and it was so comforting to me because there's a lot of things I never understood. Like, I would just be somewhere and this thought would come into my head and I would think, I don't think that way. That's not me. And Chris Valton made the comment that um, a lot of times when somebody's, when they're being attacked in a certain way, spiritually, that when you're real sensitive, you pick up on that. And then we think it's us, and we think, oh my gosh, I didn't know I had a problem with that. Well, if it's something you don't have a problem with, it's not you. You're picking up, and that made, that helped me so much. He gave the example, uh, this guy was coming in for counseling, and he had a problem with porn. And so he comes in and the guy sits down and all of a sudden Chris says his mind was just flooded with all these thoughts and porn. And he was like, how can I help him? I have a problem. (laughs) And the Lord showed him that he was just picking up on the spirit that was operating through this man. And this has helped me so much. It's not, and y'all don't think, I don't just walk by people and know what they're thinking. Okay, it's not like that. But I've definitely been places and I have re- I know what it is now. It's like I am picking up on something that's going on with another person. And it's weird for me where I really notice it is that when I'm driving, there will be... I used to drive a lot and I prayed a lot while I was driving. And I'll come up to an intersection and there will be young kids or a pretty girl or something. And these thoughts, and, and I can tell, like most of the time, it's usually like from a man's perspective. And I realize now it's what somebody in the cars around me are thinking about those people. And man, I pray and I bind the enemy and I pray for safety for those girls. And so now that I understand it, I feel like I, I've, I feel like I've helped protect a lot of people that way. But it was really weird when I thought. Why do these thoughts come to me? This is not me. I don't have an issue with that, you know. So um, it's very helpful when you learn your gifts. And, you know, you can just relax and work in your gift. So now I try to remind myself, if that ever happens, I just start saying, okay, Lord, are you trying to tell me something? Is there a person I need to pray for? Um, It happens to me in church quite a bit. Sometimes we'll be worshiping, and I just become aware of a spirit that's trying to work, and he'll just have me pray. So it's a good warfare instrument, you know? Okay, we'll do one more. Well, we want to on the tape...
6: So speaking of of that, being sensitive and picking up on people, do you feel like people who aren't walking um, with God and in the Spirit can pick that up on you that you are? Yeah, I do. Because, you know, as a teacher, I have lots of parents that will come up, and you can be as friendly as you want to, but the minute you can tell parents who are not doing what they need to be doing, Mm-hmm. Or doing you know stuff that's not right, and they immediately as soon as you put your hand out, it's like, yes, they do. They recoil, yeah. and it's like, wait, what? It's I the spirit in or, them know?
0: reacting to the spirit in you. In you.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That has nothing to do with your personality or anything <laughs> like that. People, especially people that work in like New Age or the occult or something, they have a lot of spiritual activity going on, and those. Demons recognize what you carry and they don't like it. And so you do get that sometimes. I mean, have you ever been out somewhere and someone walks by you and you just think, ugh, that ugh, you know they're carrying something, yuck. Well, we can walk by people and they get the opposite. And I like that. I like it a lot. But yeah, you'll run into that. And I just pray for them. Sometimes if you have someone who has conflict with you, it may not, you might not have done one thing, but it's just the spirit in them recoiling to what you carry. Okay, did y'all learn anything tonight? This was fun for me, it really was. Um, I, I want to tell you real fast, because I haven't got to say it, I keep waiting for Lyndall to be here. I just want to tell you how far God can bring you. So, I was the person that could never speak in front of a group, right? And one day we were at the old church and Lindell was supposed to make an announcement. And he forgot and he needed to make it. So I kind of reminded him and he walked up to me and he shoved the mic in my hand and walked away. (laughs) I'm standing here like this, frozen. And he's just looking at me like, well, come on. (laughs) Just, he, find, he seriously had to walk up to me, take my hand, push the microphone up to my mouth. And I was thinking, I hate him so much right now. <laughs> it was that hard for me. And then the whole rest of the service was blown for me. Like I couldn't breathe. And I thought, I can't believe he did that to me. So I came from there. And I'm telling you, I have had so much fun tonight just... It's amazing what God can do. So what Terry just said was when we are all together, the Word says we prophesy in part, we see in part, and we get to see a lot more parts, basically. And so, yeah, I think that's one reason the gift comes up is because we all get to put some in. So anyway, so I want to pray over you all real quick. Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this day. I thank you that we don't have to be afraid of the darkness because the light is going to come in such a bigger proportion than the darkness. And I thank you; your word says that we're going to shine, and that the, the enemy's going to be in dread fear of what you're releasing in these days in your people. So I just pray for every person here that you would just um, just help them remember the things they need to remember. And just begin to work a deeper work in their life. And I just pray you draw us all closer to you and to each other. In Jesus' name, amen.